चैप्टर फोर कैंटो सेवन श्रीमद भगवतम दिस चैप्टर इज हिरण्य कश्यप टेरराइज द यूनिवर्स आफ्टर ही हेज गॉट ऑल द बूंस नैचुरली दैट इज द नेक्स्ट थिंग दैट यू डू वेट यू गेट एवरीथिंग यू वॉन्ट टू डू समथिंग विथ इट इज इट इट्स नारद मुनि कंटिन्यू लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा वॉज वेरी मच सैटिस्फाइड बाय हिरण्य कश्यप्स ऑस्टेरिटीज which were difficult to perform therefore when solicited for benediction he indeed granted them although they were rarely to be achieved lord brahma said o hiranyakashyap these benedictions for which you have asked are difficult to obtain for most men nonetheless o my son i shall grant you them although they are generally not available then lord brahma who awards infallible benedictions departed being worshiped by the best of the demons hiranyakashyap and being praised by the great sages and saintly persons the demon hiranyakashyap having thus blessed being blessed by lord brahma and having acquired a lustrous golden body continued to remember the death of his brother and therefore be envious of lord vishnu so everything is been done for one purpose alone the single minded you know for him it is also single minded devotion it's the same thing like uh, if if a person takes it in his head that i want to do something only for this purpose a person can go after it and he can get the results out of it also so hiranyakashyap became the conqueror of the entire universe indeed the great demon conquered all the planets in the three worlds upper middle and lower including the planet of the human beings the gandharvas the garudas the great serpents siddhas charanas vidyadharas great saints yamaraja manus yakshas rakshasas pishashas and their masters and the masters of the ghosts and the bhutas he defeated the rulers of all the other planets where they are living entities and brought them under the control conquering the abodes of all he released their he seized their power and influence hiranyakashyap who possessed all opulence began residing in the heaven with its famous nandana gardens which is enjoyed by the demigods in fact he resided in the most opulent palace of indra the king of heavens the palace has been directly constructed by the demigod architect vishwakarma and was as beautifully made as if the goddess of fortune of the entire universe resided there so what happens is hiranyakashyap has now taken charge after getting the boon from brahma ji he has taken charge of the entire universe and all the worlds all the three worlds that is the upper middle and the lower plus every entity that is there has come under his domain so he has become the boss the master of the entire universe now which is a place which he selects as the place from where he can rule that is a place of the heavens basically connected to indradev because indradev is the highest amongst the gods he is called the king of the gods so if you observe his throne and if you take up his place naturally you are always going to be in charge of that place or when you look at these sentences you know they sounds like again very strange ones because where are all these gods where are all these hiranyakashyaps and all this is nothing but that single minded devotion towards a particular cause of destroying the divine that is vishnu 
Now Vishnu was responsible for killing his brother. Alright? So, anger has taken over charge of literally everything. It takes charge of the mind as well. That is what we say in Dev. So when the mind is controlled by anger, you know how the whole body lights up. It becomes a flame. It becomes completely motivated towards the cause. I mean, if you see some of the great films, you will find that that one motivation which drives the hero of the film, you know. He wants to take revenge. He wants to take... <laughs> that is what drives a person. So, exactly on those lines. You can think of it that somebody who has been insulted, somebody who has been put down, somebody who feels that he has been uh, given a very low position or somebody who feels, you know, that he has been ill-treated. And you will find that everybody which is called the underdog finally has this anger in him. The anger which drives the person towards the destruction. So what he does is he gathers all his energies. And that means he has to take charge of literally everything in his world. Simply put, he starts creating his own empire. In our body, every part of our being is directed towards this one cause alone. Whether it is eyes, they are flaming with anger. Whether it is the speech, it is flaming with anger. Actually, you will find that the speech is always directed towards that only. In a very, very destructive manner. So, Hiranyakashap who possessed all opulence began residing in the heavens with his famous Nandana gardens which is enjoyed by the demigods. In fact, he resided in the most opulent palace of Indra, the king of heaven. The palace has been directly constructed by the demigods architect Vishwakarma. Vishwakarma, the creator of this world, the one who creates, the one who creates out of his own imagination in the sense, the the one who has the ability to make this kind of a buildings or this kind of a superstructure, that person. And it was beautifully made as if by the goddess of fortune for the entire universe resided there. So, he is talking about the heavens of Indra where literally everything that is needed is available. The steps of King Indra's residence were made of coral. The floor was bedecked with invaluable emeralds. Coral, uh, it's a it's a gemstone. The walls were of crystal and the columns of Vaiduria stone. The wonderful canopies were beautifully decorated. The seats with be- were bedecked with rubies and the silk beddings as white as foam was decorated with pearls. The ladies of the palace who were blessed with beautiful teeth and the most wonderfully beautiful faces walked here and there in the palace their ankle bells tinkling melodiously and saw their own beautiful reflections in the gems. The demigods, however, being very much oppressed, had to bow down and offer obeisance to the feet of Hiranyakashyap, who chastised the demigods very severely and for no reason. Thus Hiranyakashyap lived in the palace and severely ruled every, everyone. So he has taken charge of Indra's heaven and everything that belonged over there. Oh my dear king, Hiranyakashyap was always drunk on strong smelling wines and liquors. 
and therefore his coppery eyes were always rolling. Nonetheless, because he had powerfully executed great austerities in mystic yoga, although he was abominable all but the three principal demigods, Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh, literally worshipped him to please him by bringing him various presentations with their own hands. So only three gods didn't do it. The <laughs> rest of the gods were now becoming his chapcha, so they have to offer him gifts and all. Oh Maharaj Yudhishthir, descendant of Pandu, by dint of the personal power, Hiranyakashyap being situated in the throne of King Indra, controlled the inhabitants of all the other planets, the two Gandharvas, Vish- Vishwavasu and Tambura, I myself and the Vidyadharas, Apsaras and the sages all prayers to him again and again just to glorify him. So everybody from all these planets were his vassals. They were supposed to bow down to him and they were supposed to serve him. So including the sages who were there had become literally his uh, underlings. Being worshipped by sacrifice offered by great gifts by those who strictly followed the principles of Varna and Ashrama, Hiranyakashyap instead of offering shares of the oblations to the demigod accepted them himself. So, all the offerings which were supposed to be given to the demigods over there, Hiranyakashyap started taking them. As if in fear of Hiranyakashyap, the entire planet Earth, which consists of seven islands, delivering food grains without being ploughed, thus it resembled cow like the surubi of the spiritual world or the kamaduga of heaven, the earth yielded. Sufficient food grains, the cows supplied abundant milk and outer space was beautifully decorated with wonderful phenomena. By the flowing of their waves, the various oceans of the universe, along with the tributaries, the rivers which are compared to their wives, supplied various kinds of gems and jewels for Hiranyakashyap's use. These oceans were the oceans of salt water, sugar cane juice, wine, clarified butter, milk, yogurt and sweet water. The valley between the mountains became fields of pleasure for Hiranyakashyap, by whose influence all the trees and plants produced fruits and flowers profusely in all seasons. The quality of pouring water, drying and burning which were all qualities of the three departmental heads of the universe, namely Indra, Vayu and Agni were all directed by Hiranyakashyap alone, without assistance from the demigods. So literally everything in this entire Indra's heaven was bowing down to him and everything including the gods, demigods, everybody over there, the sages, every every person over there was literally his slave. They were giving him everything. The gardens were filled with fruits and flowers, the cows were giving milk, the, the land was giving hun- milk and honey and all those beautiful stuff and they were all subservient to Hiranyakashyap. In spite of achieving the power to control all the directions and in spite of enjoying all types of deer, sense gratification as much as possible, Hiranyakashyap was dissatisfied because instead of controlling his senses, he remained their servant. Those who reach the zenith of such kind of glory, finally what they have to do, they have to bow down to their senses. That means they go into excesses. 
It's like, uh, you know, even in our normal world, you will find that those who become very rich, then they, they splurge their money in good wines and yachts and what not, you know. They want to bigger, make bigger and bigger yachts. It's a very strange phenomena. Again, they want to make tall buildings. You know, recently there was an article about how the rich people, they stay in what kind of houses. And yes, we have one person in India whose house is worth one billion dollars. Yeah, he's built a building. I don't know how that building looks like, but anyway, he's there somewhere in Mumbai. And it has got helipads and all those kind of stuff. A lot of staff, so on and so forth. Yes. Yes. So the thing is, you become opulent. Earlier you might have been eating with your hands. Now you want to eat with forks and knives. And and by the way, the knives cannot be from some Jumritalaya place. Okay, They have to be from very specific locations. The crockery has to come from one particular place. Why? Because the crockery over there is very famous. In the same way, your gems and the chandeliers and all. Okay. You can find that the, they are studied with all those beautiful uh, crystals. The crystals have to come from specific villages. Yes. There is the, one of the great companies called Swarovski. I don't know whether you have heard of Swarovski. Swarovski diamonds. They come from one village in that country, okay, from Europe. Now, they have to come from that village. Those crystals are made there, so, yeah, something like that. Everything has to be specific, so they become indulgent. Now, you may think, you know, that this all this sounds so stupid. I mean, what is the point? You are anyway going to eat uh, dal rice, you know. Why you want to eat dal rice in one big, very fancy way with so many people standing, you know, over there trying to serve you? Yeah, I remember one day, uh, there used to be one five-star hotel. And somebody who came from the United States, uh, this person was very rich, very, very rich person. So, they went to this five-star hotel. And they went through the entire menu and this person who is a very rich man says, I don't want anything from this menu, the a la carte, you know. So he says, uh, can you please call your chef? So the chef came and he says, you know what, I want to, I want you to give me only plain khichdi. For which he was willing to pay anything in this world. So going to a five-star hotel, and ordering a khichdi, I think it would be one of the worst things possible on earth. Why? Because you can make it at home, dal and rice, that's it. What is so difficult in that? But no, to have khichdi in a five-star hotel served by the best chef in the world and all that was something really great. There was one, again, another person uh, who was in 1990s, you know, he was a very great trader in, in India. He became very famous. And every day people would talk about how much money he was making and so on and so forth. So at that point in time what happened was, he was designing his house. 
he was designing his house and in that house he wanted every wall to be painted i mean there should be a painting and sculpture and this and that so he took one of the very famous uh, you know artists from bangalore and he told him that you have to do this so over a thousand paintings and uh, you know um, all those architectures as well god knows whatever you call it sculptures and all that he wanted him to make while this work was going on this person was caught and he was put in jail for swindling the entire nation uh, and finally he died so what is the point of having this kind of a wealth which which is of no use again the first person to start one of the greatest uh, you know travel agencies in india i met him many times in the past so this person who created he also started an airline and so on and so forth by the way and uh, suddenly one fine day after living such an opulent life there was a new bridge which was made in mumbai he goes to the bridge meanwhile just one hour before he called his wife and his uh, home and he said i am coming home i am reaching home and he stops the car in the middle of that bridge and jumps off the bridge for what i mean for what joy can you ask after reaching such heights a person indulges in all kinds of wrong things and those who have seen the wolf of wall street will also know how this whole thing it turns out into it's a very interesting way of looking at how this kind of glorification can lead you towards your own destruction and today there is an article about jackie chan's son getting 10 months in jail for doing drugs it's a sad case because after reaching such a height uh, this is what happens or for that matter bill cosby the great uh, you know person stand up comic and all that after reaching such a ripe age 26 women have accused him doesn't it sound silly because you may be at the height of your glory but this is what you finally it comes to so even hiranyakashyap's life was something like that it's you can think of hiranyakashyap as some big rakshasa no 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 it is hiranyakashyap is in everybody every human being has a hiranyakashyap in them is the drive which is there drive or the anger which drives a person towards destruction so what is the point in having any anger for that matter there's no point isn't it because at the end of it what is the anger going to do is going to take you and put you down somewhere down in the ocean you know like how that person jumped off the bridge something like that so so he hiranyakashyap was dissatisfied instead of controlling his senses he remained their servant hiranyakashyap thus passed a long time being very much proud of his opulences and transgressing the law and the regulations mentioned in the authoritative shastras he was therefore subjected to the curse by the four kumaras 
who were the great brahmanas remember this is the story from the past okay it is a story where the kumaras they wanted to meet vishnu they wanted to get inside his heaven and because they couldn't get inside so these two dwarpals so these kumaras have cursed and that's the reason why this all this thing is happening everyone included the rulers of the various planets were extremely distressed because of the severe punishment inflicted upon them by hiranyakashyap fearful and disturbed unable to find any other shelter they at last surrendered to the supreme personality of godhead vishnu or whom we call as krishna finally everybody they are so much oppressed that they go to krishna and they say to him let us offer our respectful obeisance unto the directions of the supreme personality of godhead is situated where these purified souls in the renounced order of life the great saintly persons go and from which having none they never return without sleep fully controlling their minds and living only on their bread the predominating deities of the various planets began worshiping rishikesh with this meditation so all the sages everybody in this three worlds they go to vishnu and they bow down to him and say that you know everybody finally comes to you so they are now started the prayers to him saying that please kindly help us from this demon hiranyakashyap <clears throat> then there appeared before them a transcendental sound vibration emanating from a personality personality not visible to material eyes the voice was as grave as the sound of a cloud and it was very encouraging driving away all fear the voice of the lord vibrated as follows oh best of the learned persons do not fear i wish all good fortune to you become my devotees by hearing and chanting about me and offering me prayers for these are certainly meant to award benediction to all the living entities i know all about the activities of hiranyakashyap and shall surely stop them very soon please wait patiently until that time patience is one thing which nobody has in this world you know if something is troubling us we are the most impatient people in this world we want to get out of that place as fast as possible patience uh, let me put it this way everything happens for a particular cause or reasons or uh, you may say that no i want everything fast forward you know i want it right here and now just now are you capable of handling it think about it from this point of view a person says i want a billion dollars okay or uh, today the person was earning say a few thousand dollars and now he wants to earn billion dollars so let us say you get a billion dollars in your bank account and you are supposed to spend it in one month's time do you really think you are capable of doing that you don't even know where to start see think about it you may say no i will buy that billion dollar the, the building which that person has built sir to maintain that building you will require another billion dollars so where are you going to get that is not possible to do that and uh, you may say i want to go to the the most beautiful hotel in the world and order the most loveliest of the meal how much will it cost you it won't cost you much even that billion dollars won't get scratched a little also you can say i want to wear the best of the clothes i want to wear the i want to buy the best of the cars how much will a car cost a few millions that's it you want to buy a ferrari maybe who knows ha ah, ferrari ki sawari 
and you want to drive down in a ferrari or you want to own the biggest of the you know yachts that is available but it is still not dent that money so you don't even know how to spend the money think about it from that point of view okay so you will find that the person should be first capable of spending as well he should know exactly what he is supposed to do then the money can be of good use otherwise what is the point in hoarding something which has no value you don't even know how to spend again you ask for you know let us say a, a man when he is young he says i want to get married to the most beautiful woman in the world oh after getting married he'll have to put her in a burqa because everybody will keep on looking at her and will say what kind of an idiot she has married isn't it so <laughs> so so it is like that you know what is the point i mean you may have the best diamond ring in the world but what is the point in having it it doesn't make sense so god's way of giving things is always in a slow and a steady manner you cannot become rich overnight those who become rich overnight have to become poor overnight also <laughs> in the same way you know if you grow big suddenly you know 13 to 30 straight you know that movie is there 13 to 30 you can't manage it it's it's not easy it's not easy so that is the reason why everything happens in its own good time all right but that doesn't mean that you have to stop doing something acha i'll wait till 30 when i become 30 no <laughs> you have to work you have to work every single day to be go to 30 so that means what you want to make your billions you have to work for that little money that you have today and work hard and work smart all right then only you will reach that destination otherwise it is not possible so here in the gods are asking we want instant solution instant solution is not possible okay the same thing when you know when uh, all the gods went in front of dattatre and told dattatre ki we want this this rakshasa his name is uh, sahasrahar arjun so we want chutkara from him so dattatre said yes in good time yes 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 so how did this whole thing happen dattatre had given a boon to sahasrar arjun so he will have a thousand hands with which he could fight anybody in he had become invincible and what was the way in which he could end sahasrar arjun's guru was dattatre himself so dattatre had said see the only way of ending you is i will have to be born so that is the reason why when all the gods go to dattatre and ask him you know please give us a solution dattatre says don't worry i will be born now so after he is born and after many years of his birth okay then he kills sahasrar arjun in the form of parshuram so in the same way here also when the gods go to vishnu and say you know we want a solution for this problems solution doesn't come in one day see like today we have there are so many economies in this world they are having so much of problems 
like today the uh, rate of you know oil has gone down to 50 dollars it was once upon a time double that amount today it has come down to half of it think about it at today's day countries in the middle east like saudi arabia and all these may not feel the pinch because they have enough money lying in the bank but today the rate has come half of it they are still continuing production think about it 10 or 10 years from now that will be just a desert can you not visualize that this is a long term this is the same thing you cannot do everything in one day you have to think in a long term manner you know very slowly the whole thing happens so here Vishnu also is saying the same thing so when one is envious so wait, waiting patiently is extremely important when one is envious of the demigods who represent the supreme personality of God or the Vedas which give all the knowledge of the cows, brahmanas, Vaishnavas and their religious principles and ultimately of me the supreme personality of God and he and his civilization will be vanquished without delay so those who go against this kind of a thing you know today there is so much of clamor going on in this world because there were 12 people executed in France. It's a very sad case of things going wrong in this world. Now, think about it. There has to be a long-term solution for this. And there cannot be any short-term solution. Hatred cannot be removed in day one. And religion has been brought for regulation. See, think about it. Why is religion there? Religion has been brought about so that people don't misuse the things that they have been given. But what happens? We are using the same tools for misusing it. Think about it from this point of view. It is written that you are, uh, you know, Hindus are not supposed to uh, eat cows and all that kind of a stuff. So there will be an opposition party which will cut the cows right in front of the Hindus. So the Hindus get incensed about it and when they get incensed about it, they want to do something bad to these other guys. And it's like a story which keeps on going on and on and on. Now what happens to the Hindus who are talking about these cows? They take it that it is written in the Vedas that you are not supposed to eat the cows. So that means the others who are there, they should also not eat. So everybody in this world should not eat cows. Sir, if somebody's food is that animal, what can you do about it? You see, everybody cannot become vegetarians. Can they become vegetarians? No. You, can you please tell the tiger, you know, you, from tomorrow you have to eat grass. You can't eat uh, animals. You can't tell a tiger to eat grass, no? Think. This ecosystem, what I am, great word it is. This ecosystem is, 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 uh, is sustainable only by means of these kind of different things. So there are people who will eat the cow as well and there are people who will worship the cows. So do you understand this? So there are going to be those who may oppose but the religion has been ill-treated, has been, has been misused rather. It is not written that if other people go and eat cows, you are supposed to go and murder them. 
it's not written like that okay if somebody is not listening to your kind of stuff you are not suppo- you are supposed to go and murder them aisa to nahi likha hai religion is meant for regulation so that we understand and control ourselves it's for controlling in the same way in the normal world also don't we have the indian penal code and all these laws around us the laws have been written because we have to control those kind of things why is the law written let us say if you are under 302 indian indian penal code section 32302 if you murder somebody it's a homicide and you have to be hanged till you die this is basically i'm just giving it in a very short manner so that means it is it written that you know that you should go and kill people and try to avoid that punishment no it's not written like that it is to avoid that kind of thing happening it is to prevent that thing happening because at least by the fear of that you will not do those things that is the reason why the law has been written the law has been written why because people used to you know they used to go pillage and plunder villages and they would go and rape women so these people were allowed to have four wives so that they don't don't go and do these kind of things but today it is it can get misused oh it is written in the holy book that i should have four wives that is not how it is written it is written that there should be a control control so that you don't go out of hand is the same thing in our books also it's written the laws have been written religion is there for controlling some things so that it doesn't go out of hand like we have the law the indian constitution the us constitution or the any of this country's constitution has been written it's like a law that you cannot do this and you cannot do that it doesn't mean that just because you want to provoke the law you are supposed to go and do those things like in france it is written liberty equality and fraternity are the three very important words liberty equality and brotherhood fraternity means brotherhood where is brotherhood today there is no brotherhood today liberty does, does it mean that you are free to go and kill somebody is that is that what it means but that is what is happening today people think that it is free like the gun control in america everybody they think that it is important to have guns so they have guns but guns are the primary source of people getting killed isn't it so it is a law has been written so that you can curb that kind of a thing here also it's the same thing so when one is envious of the demigods who represent the supreme personality of godhead of the vedas which gives all the knowledge of the cause brahmanas vaishnavas and religious principles and ultimately of me the supreme personality of godhead he and his civilization will be vanquished without delay so anybody who does this finally will have to meet his end because you cannot tease the universe this way you cannot where hiranyakashyap teases the great devotee prallada his own son who is peaceful and sober and who has no enemy i shall kill hiranyakashyap immediately despite the benediction of brahma so there is a 
Vishnu is telling, see, in the future, Pralada will be his son. And when Pralada, who is not at all teasing him or doing anything wrong to him, suddenly does those kinds, you know, he gets very upset. Hiranyakashap will get upset. And at that time, he is going to do atrocities on Pralada. So think about it from this point of view. There are those people who are doing atrocities on those who are downtrodden. Finally, somebody from this universe, whom we call as for the sake of dharma, will rise. And that person or that those group of people or whatever the source of energy could be, will finally destroy this oppression. This is the idea. And this, is, this idea is there even in all the great books, by the way, not only in, uh, in Hinduism, but in every other book it is there. The great saint Narad Muni continued, When the Supreme Personality of God is the spiritual master of everyone, One second, huh? The Supreme Master of everyone thus reassured all the demigods living in the heavenly planets. They offered their respectful obeisance unto him and returned, confident that the demon Hiranyakashap was now practically dead. So they got confidence that now Vishnu is going to do something about it. Hiranyakashap had four wonderful, well-qualified sons, of whom the one named Prahlad was the best. Indeed, Prahlad was a reservoir of all the transcendental qualities because he was an unalloyed devotee of the personality of Godhead. Now, in this race of demons was born a demon. Prahlad was a demon, naturally, coming from the same race. He was a great devotee of Krishna or Vishnu. The qualities of Maharaj Prahlad, the son of Hiranyakashyap, are described. He was completely cultured as a qualified Brahmana, having very good character and being determined to understand the absolute truth. He had full control of his senses and mind. Like the super soul, he was kind to every living entity and was the best friend to everyone. To respectful persons, he was acted exactly like a menial servant. To the poor, he was like a farmer. To his equals, he was attached like a sympathetic brother and considered his teachers, spiritual masters and other god-brothers to be as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He was completely free from unnatural pride that might have arisen from his good education, riches, beauty, aristocracy and so on. This entire line is talking about how the dear Lord and his devotees are. How are they? They are qualified and cultured people. They are not uncouth. They are not type of people who will kill for the sake of killing or talk nonsense for the sake of talking. They know the absolute truth. They have full control over their senses and mind. Their mind and senses are always under control. They are kind to every living entity. How many people are kind to living entities? We think we are full of kindness, but naturally we are not, you know. Only when it is our own, that time we are kind. Otherwise to other people we are not that kind. So we have to be. So for everybody they are kind. They are respectable respectable to everybody, even the servants. To the servants also they are very respectable. They act like father, they are attached and to other people, those who are near and dear, they are like sympathetic brothers. All the teachers, spiritual masters and other god-brothers. God-brothers means basically those who are studying the same thing together. They are spiritual aspirants together. So they are god-brothers as they call them. 
they for them they are all termed as an extension of the divine lord itself so this is how it is although al prallad maharaj was born in a family of asuras he himself was not an asura but a great devotee of lord vishnu unlike the other asuras he was never envious of vaishnavas he was not agitated when put into danger and he was neither directly or indirectly interested in the futile activities described in the vedas indeed he considered everything material to be useless and therefore he was completely devoid of material desires he controlled his senses and life were being of steady intelligence and determination he subdued all lusty desires this is how normally a vaishnava is vaishnava basically is a devotee of vishnu o king prahlad maharaj good qualities are still glorified by learned saints and vaishnavas it is all of good qualities are always found existing in the supreme personality of godhead they also exist forever in his devotee prahlad maharaj so you will find that the same qualities of the lord and his devotees are one and the same both are same qualities are there in any assembly where there are discourses about saints and devotees in yudhishthir even the enemies of the demons namely the demigods what to speak of you would cite prahlad maharaj as an example of a great devotee this is just visualizing him and saying that he is such a great devotee of the divine lord who would list the innumerable transcendental qualities of prahlad maharaj he had unflinching faith in vasudev lord krishna and unalloyed devotion to him his attachment to lord krishna was natural because of his previous devotional service this is from his past life you know we come from our past lives in the form of we have karmas and we have tendencies these two things are always flowing forward in time although his good qualities cannot be enumerated they proved that he was a great soul a mahatma so all the good qualities qualities are connected to the tendencies of that particular being so they are brought forward so he had all the good qualities and naturally he was a great devotee of the divine lord from the very beginning of the childhood prahlad maharaj was uninterested in childish play things indeed he gave them up altogether and remained silent and dull being fully absorbed in krishna consciousness since his mind was always affected by krishna consciousness he could not <coughs> understand how the world goes on being fully absorbed in the activities of sense gratification so normally those who are the devotees of the lord they they are always at a difficulty trying to understand how this whole world is doing things like when they find that somebody is running after money they look at that person and pity that person saying that oh my god such such a condition i i don't want to get in that condition or you know anything whether it is money lust greed whatever that case might be so the devotee of the lord is always feeling sad you know why is the world doing this kind of things they do not understand what is so special in what these people are doing prahlad maharaj was always absorbed in thought of krishna thus being embraced by the lord he did not know his bodily necessities such as sitting walking eating lying down drinking talking and they were being automatically performed you should understand that the devotee of the highest order he doesn't put his mind into doing the work please understand this the first thing that appears is the divine thought after that every thought is not divine it is your mind at play see if i ask you a question and if it takes you a long time to answer please understand that you have crunched that question crunching happens in your mind you are thinking about it so when you are going to think about it it is going to be a material worldly answer only 
you know most of these people who practice tarot cards or you know all these uh, esoteric arts what do they do they will say you know can you please tell me what is the first thing that comes to your mind can you name a number between 1 and 10 so you say 5 okay then you say can you name a number between 11 as a 10 to 99 so the person say 67 and then you say you know can you name a number between 100 to 999 so you say 653 now see these numbers have come without a thought process the person has just rattled off the numbers when the person rattles off the number they are coming from a domain which is beyond the mind so when they do the tarot card shuffling and when they put the cards on the table the cards have fallen in a particular way and they read the cards or after drinking the cup of tea you know the tea leaf readers as we call them so they will you drink the tea and there is certain pattern formed at the bottom that pattern has come naturally so it is easy to read so they read in that pattern you know that uh, ink blot test you must be near rorish ink blot test like that you put one drop of ink You know, olden times used to get the ink. I don't know today whether you get it or no. You put the ink and you fold the paper into two and you open it out, and it creates a figure in that. You know, and the person asks you, "Can you tell me what you see in this?" So they, they, this is this ink blot test. They say it. So some people will see some creature. Some people will see something else. Some people will see a flag. I don't know. You can see anything. So what is the first thing that comes to your mind? you know in most of the movies and all they will say you know i'll say one word you say another word and you have to say it very fast and the person says this 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 and they keep on repeating the words so when finally you know they they keep on saying the words that comes to their mind without thinking finally after that the person says so and so and the person says so and so oh you are in love with that person it's a very easy trick to do you know they, this is how they behave i mean this is how it is made why because the first thought is always the thought which is pure every other thought becomes impure so always rely on your innermost feelings like this don't go by your second third fourth fifth thought that has come because it is your mind which is crunching more information it is going to make you feel insecure let us say for example you have thought you know there is one bikari and you have thought of giving him a thousand bucks <laughs> immediately the second thought thousand bucks kyu kam nahi ho sakta kya hundred do no ten de dena and after some time the the is poor man yaar we should give him at least 500 so you are negotiating inside your mind you are actually paying ping pong and by the time the bikari has come and gone you have you know your ping pong is still going on and finally you go inside the temple and then you come out and then you say okay okay i'll just give him 10 bucks yaar chal jaane de 10 rupees deta hu usko bhi wo karke kya karega hazar rupees se so i'll give him 10 bucks and i walk out so you know how many thoughts have come between this to that a million thoughts and every thought is changed you every thought has made your difference but the first thought had come to you because that is the amount that was to be given to him So now think about it. You owe him nine hundred and ninety rupees. 
<laughs> this nobody thinks of okay because the first thought was thousand bucks to be given to him and you have ended up giving ten now you owe him 990 rupees how who remembers this <laughs> but this is how the world has been created you don't remember so your karma is already done over there you owe him 990 see if i think about it like this in the other way around you go and you tell god 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 please you know please i want first class i want first class i want to get this job and finally when the results come yes you have got some 88 89% marks you have come first in the whole bloody school or something like that and you are getting the job at that time you have should god make a concession like that to you okay okay instead of 88 i will give you 8.8 marks chalo chalega rahe ra and instead of giving you a job i'll make you a chaprasi in college or in school what pun chalega you wanted a job na chalo i'll give you that job you don't want that kind of concessions see you want the full what you have asked for you want think have we not done this kind of a thing when we ask about our child's sickness to go away when we say na please god my let my child be hale and hearty god will say okay 104 degrees ka main 103 degrees karke deta hu chalega kya temperature nahi chalega tumko barabar 98.6 degrees fahrenheit chahiye dusra usse kam zyada nahi exact perfect hi chahiye kyun when you are expecting god to deliver perfectly for you why are you giving concession wala 1000 1000 rupees ka 10 rupees deke aaya to god looks at you and says chor sala mera paisa dege so now you understand you go in a loop which is called a karmic loop nobody understands this we think and we create errors so always remember this a devotee of the lord he doesn't think like that he just does which comes to his way so he says he did not know how his bodily necessities such as sitting walking eating lying down drinking talking were being automatically performed no mind comes into play so he does what he does think about it in our world if you have to go for say some particular show or something like that how much advance notification you have to do ha huh? you have to think अभी मैं ये टाइम को जाऊंगा, खड़ा रहूंगा, ये करूंगा, वो करूंगा, आज ऐसे ऐसे पॉपकॉर्न आल्सो भी अच्छा चाचा वो भी हॉट डॉग भी चलो ये भी <laughs> पूरा पूरा दुनियादारी के बारे में सोचते हैं वी जस्ट डोंट वॉक इन साइड एंड ओके आई एम वाचिंग दिस मूवी यू कॉन डोंट डू दैट काइंड ऑफ अ थिंग वी आर थिंकिंग अबाउट इट नो आर लाइफ इज ऑलवेज गोइंग टू बी लाइक दिस वी थिंक अबाउट इट एंड वी क्रिएट कर्मास but a devotee of the lord he doesn't think he just does it and it happens very very naturally because of advancement in krishna consciousness he sometimes cried sometimes laughed sometimes expressed jubilation sometimes sang loudly so you will find that these devotees of the lord you know they are slightly loose in their <laughs> suddenly they will start singing suddenly they will laugh suddenly they will cry it's it's a very it's a great disease to have that is when you are lost in the divine suddenly you start crying for no rhyme or reason suddenly you laugh suddenly you are you are dreaming of me like that you know you go in some dream world of yours suddenly you are sitting over there and wondering what happened to you <laughs> so 
So it is all this kind of state. And you love to be in the company of the devotees. Sometimes upon seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Prahlad Maharaj would loudly call on full anxiety. He sometimes lost his shyness in jubilation and began dancing in ecstasy. And sometimes being fully absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, he felt oneness and imitated the pastimes of the Lord. So you start behaving exactly like the Lord and start imitating him. Sometimes feeling the touch of the Lord's lotus hand, he became spiritually jubilant and remained silent. His hair standing on head and tears gliding down from the half-closed eyes because of his love for the Lord. All these things which are mentioned, they are called the qualities of the devotee. This is what happens when you are in complete devotion to the Lord. All these things. Do you understand? Tears coming down for no rhyme or reasons. Horripilations and singing and dancing and all those kind of things happen. Hmm? Because of his association with the perfect unalloyed devotee who had nothing to do but but uh, with, with anything material. Prahlad Maharaj constantly engaged in the service of the Lord's lotus feet. By seeing his bodily features when he was in perfect ecstasy Persons very poor in spiritual understanding became purified. In other words, Prahlad Maharaj bestowed upon them transcendental bliss. So when you look at this kind of people who are completely lost in the divine, you will yourself feel like that. I am sure, you know, those who have gone to, uh, let us say, Ramana Maharishi's ashram, you know, some of you might have visited there. And uh, those who might have gone to Sai Baba's Shirdi, you know, or maybe gone to some church where there's a very beautiful picture of Jesus. When you look at him, when you look at these people, or Ramakrishna Paramahansa, when you look at them completely lost like this in the divine, when you look at this, you yourself feel completely lost in them. So the devotees also become lost in them and they become one with the divine. This is what happens to them. My dear King Yudhishthir, the demon Hiranyakashap tormented this exalted, fortunate devotee, although Prahlad was his own son. He never left his own son also away. He said, I will torture this fellow. Maharaj Yudhishthir said, O best of the saints among the demigods, O best of the spiritual leaders, why? How did Hiranyakashap give so much trouble to Prahlad Maharaj, his pure and exalted saint? Although Prahlad was his own son, I wish to know about this subject from you. So, now the question which he is asking is, why does somebody who is his own son, you know? Prahlad is his own son. Why is he treating him like this? So he was treating him badly. Why? A father and mother are always affectionate to their children. When the children are disobedient, the parents chastise them. Not due to enmity, but only for child's instruction and welfare. How did Hiranyakashyap, the father of Prahlad Maharaj, chastise such a noble son? That is what I am eager to know. So you are also eager to know why this happened. Maharaj Yudhishthir further inquired, How is it possible for a father to be so violent towards an exalted son who was obedient, well-behaved and respectful of the father? O Brahmana, O Master, I have, given, I have never heard of such a contradiction as an affectionate father punishing his old noble son with the intention of killing him. Kindly dissipate our doubts in this regard. So he wants to know why does the father do this kind of a thing? Just two days ago, when a person was running away from the cops. He picked up his young daughter and he threw her from top of the bridge and ran away. This happened in the United States. The great story which is doing the rounds over there. Why? How can a father become like this? Why will a father want to put his own child down? 
So this is a question which is perplexing this person over here and that is the reason why the question has been asked. So we shall do the question tomorrow why Prahlad Maharaj was treated, ill-treated by his father. So we can stop over here and